Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast. Today's episode is all about finding ways to stand out in the workplace. I got a listener question about this from someone who was trying to figure out how they could not only do great work, but make sure that they got credit for the work that they did so that they could build their own brand and credibility in the workplace and to do so in a way that didn't feel slimy or icky. This question resonated with me. It's something that I struggled with in my career, and I was able to learn a few things that I think were helpful. And so I wanted to do an episode on this topic. And whether you're trying to build your credibility so that you can get support, so that you can apply to business school, whether you have another career goal that you want to achieve and just want to be able to uh, build your brand to achieve it, or if you just want to make sure that you're getting accurately represented for the accomplishments and the outputs that you make, this is a great episode for you. So I hope you listen in and hopefully these tactical pieces of advice can be useful to you to figuring out how to stand out in the workplace. As always, I hope this is helpful. Make sure to hit me up. Let me know what you think. So welcome back. This episode is all about how you can stand out in the workplace, whether you're trying to stand out as a leader an influential figure, or you just want to be able to develop credibility and influence, I'm going to give you some practical tips for how to do this in today's world of work, and hopefully to do so in ways that feel impactful as well as authentic. Now, if you're listening to this episode, I think you've probably heard common pieces of advice like how to build a personal brand and that you need to build a personal brand and that you need to network and build relationships, and that you need to make sure that others know about you and your work. And you may have even heard things like, it's not what you know, but it's who you know. And I think that those are all decent pieces of advice, and to a certain degree that they're true. But I, in my experience, I found two questions came up. The first was, okay, if you think all of those are true, how do you actually do those things? And then the second thing is, how do you do that in a way that feels authentic to who you are and what your values are? I know this because I not only have been advising leaders on how to do this in my work, but I've also experienced these same questions myself. When I was working in the corporate world, I worked at two companies. One company was over 100,000 employees. And then the second company I worked at started at about 20,000 employees when I joined and we got up to 80,000 employees when I left. And just by the law numbers, there were just a lot of people. And I was kept asking myself, how am I going to stand out? How am I going to make sure that I had opportunities to advance? How am I going to make sure that I have credibility and expertise and that people want to listen to me? And how am I going to make sure that I'm able to get credit uh, for the work that I do? And so I heard all of these common pieces of advice on you should network, you should build your personal brand, you should make sure others know about you. And quite frankly, a lot of them just didn't feel right to me. 
I didn't know how to do them in ways that felt authentic to me. I wasn't necessarily someone who was going to be the loudest voice in the room, and I wasn't always comfortable with talking about myself or self-promoting myself or just being that person who went to all those events and handed out his business card or things like that. So over time, I was able to develop some practices for being able to, what I call, stand out without selling out. And I want to share some of them with you because I want to make sure that you all are, to the degree that you want to, able to articulate the value of your work so that you can advance in your career, so that you can be seen as someone who is credible, so you can develop relationships that lead to more opportunities for you to be able to grow, and to also just make sure that you get credit for your work. One of the really hard things and really important lessons that I had to learn early on is that just because you work hard and do good work doesn't always mean that you're going to get the right credit for that. And so I want to share these things with you so that you can stand out. And as I like to say, so it helps you stand out without selling out. And so I'm going to give you five steps to do that and some practices that you can implement. And you're going to have to tell me if these land for you, if you use them, if they work for you. And just make sure you let me know. Okay, so number one, it's this idea of embracing what I call internal marketing. So we all already know by the sheer nature of listening to this podcast that you're doing great work. And doing great work, so being able to do the tasks you have in front of you really well, being able to produce quality deliverables, being able to get things done, that's all important. But if others aren't aware of your work, of the outputs you create, of the achievements you have, that is not going to help you get the credit that you deserve. And that's why embracing something I call internal marketing is a really helpful tool and a really helpful approach. So I define internal marketing as just the act of surfacing and making others aware of your work. And you can do this by sharing documentation, by communicating this with others. But the whole point of it is just to make others informed about what you're working on so that both you can benefit and so that they can benefit too. When you do this, so this may seem counterintuitive because on one hand, it might feel like it's self-promotion, but on the other hand, actually, you doing this actually helps others in many ways. First off, it makes them aware of what you're doing, which could be very valuable to them. They may need to know about what you're doing because it may help them do their jobs better or it might spark collaboration opportunities. But in addition to that, it also puts what you're doing on others' radar and helps you gain visibility, but also it could also help other teams in terms of as a result of your work being more visible, you might be able to collaborate with others based off of them now hearing about what you're doing. How many of you have ever had an experience where you were working on something and you told someone else and they said, oh, well, have you talked to this other person? Because they're working on something similar. That's when being able to use something like internal marketing can be very valuable. 
when others like your boss, your other leaders, other stakeholders beyond the people on your team have highs, eyes on your output, they can also advocate for you. They can also make sure that when they are in rooms that you are not in, that someone is speaking up for you. When they don't know what you're doing, they can't do that. And so that's why internal marketing is so important. So an example of this, and I'm going to give you a real example of a former client of mine. Uh, her name's Jenna. Jenna was a product manager. And at the end of a project, what Jenna does is that she puts together a PowerPoint document that highlights the project, the scope of it, the key metrics or outcomes that they achieved, as well as the lessons learned, and who was working on each element of that project. She then shares that with her manager, as well as other product managers on the team. And what this does is that it makes Jenna's manager more aware of what Jenna is working on so that she can then advocate on Jenna's behalf. But what it also does is that it helps the other product managers on her team in terms of sharing knowledge and best practices. And so what that also does is that it helps the other project manager, product managers learn, but it also makes Jenna seen as someone who is collaborative, who is sharing knowledge, and who is sharing expertise. Okay, so that's just one example of how you can stand out. The second idea of how you can stand out is to promote knowledge sharing and learning. Now, I came up with this one because I personally wasn't always able to be the loudest person in the room. And I still wanted to build influence and credibility. So I wondered to myself, how could I do that? So it is true that vocalizing your work and speaking up can be a good way to get noticed. But another way to do this, another way to stand out, is to make yourself indispensable by fostering sharing and collaboration within your organization and within your team. So in your company, people have different roles and different goals. But there are many things that you can share and assist in someone else's work. By practically and intentionally going out of your ways to find and share your learnings and insights, you can assist others while increasing your visibility within the organization, as well as making others aware of the impact of your work, as well as what your areas of expertise are. And so an example of this comes from Sam, a former colleague of mine. And one of the things that Sam did was that as the company grew, which we were working at, so did Sam's team. And suddenly there was a lot of people who were joining the company and joining his team. And there were so many people that were coming in that it made a new employee onboarding really challenging. So all of a sudden, as employees onboarded, they came up to the team leader with a lot of questions. And so what Sam realized was, well, if all these people are onboarding, and if they're all asking the same questions, maybe there's a way to document all these questions and to perhaps streamline this onboarding process by collaborating around coming up with answers. So what Sam did was Sam started a Lunch and Learn series. So at first, Sam taught the lessons and shared his knowledge of best practices. But over time, he was also able to get other people on the team to lead these sessions. And so what this did was a couple things. First, it cut down the amount of churn new employees would have when they first started because they didn't have the answers to questions. But that collaboration also promoted a stronger connection within the team, a much smoother onboarding process. But what it also did was that it made Sam be seen as someone who was a leader, someone who had knowledge, someone who was out there promoting knowledge sharing and collaboration with others. And so that was a really great opportunity for Sam. So again, that's all under being able to promote knowledge sharing and learning. And you can either do this around something like uh, a process, like new employee onboarding, or perhaps maybe even 
a particular area of expertise. So as an example, I used to do this myself when I was a product marketer. One of the things that I used to do was I used to organize lunch and learns for a handful of other product marketers where we, we would meet each month. And so what this did was that it helped all of us get better at our jobs because we were sharing knowledge with one another. But many times someone would ask a question like, hey, do you know someone who knows how to do this or know how to do that? And oftentimes, the rest of us could share our connections, share our ideas. And so it helped all of us build additional relationships that made us better at our jobs. The third way to stand out in the workplace is this idea of facilitating opportunities for others. So oftentimes, we think about success as our own success and focusing on ourselves, But one of the things I found is that when you create opportunities for others, you help others win. And in doing so, you strengthen your connections with other people. And people often appreciate your selflessness and want to return the favor. Now, if any of you follow Adam Grant, the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Business professor, he has this concept of being an efficient giver. And in his book, Give and Take, Grant shows how those who are motivated by benefiting others and themselves often come out on top. And when they win with your help, you can win too. And it helps you build your own personal brand as someone who is not only credible and an expert, but is also incredibly helpful. And whether you can help those around you by maybe connecting them with another person in the company who has the expertise that they need, maybe helping them find a mentor or a key contact who can help them do their job better. Or maybe you can find ways to give them helpful and timely feedback, which allows them to improve what they're working on. Or just show up for others by offering to support them in what they're working on even if it means maybe staying a half hour longer than you wanted to, this often can mean that they'll show up for you down the road. And these connections and these meaningful exchanges and being intentional and proactive about them, even if you may not necessarily benefit in the moment, they can be deeply impactful for your own advancement and growth. So one way that I did this is that in a previous job, one of the things that I would do was something called a bullpen session. And each week, I would invite three people, these were teammates, where we would all meet and one person could pitch their ideas of what they were working on and the others would provide them feedback. This was immensely valuable for our projects and over time, we often then would also invite other key members of our teams to attend these sessions. And after about six months, people started hearing about how we were doing these things, and other teams would ask us, hey, can you help us set up our own bullpen session so that we could do these in our teams? And so since everyone knew that these meetings were my idea, they came to me for help and advice on how to do this. And so I spent a little bit of time doing this. As a result of that, this actually helped me really build great relationships with some of the stakeholders that I was working with, who I needed their support and help for my key projects. But by me spending a little bit of time of my time doing a small favor to help them out by showing them how to run these bullpen sessions, they were very thankful and grateful to me, and we built a better working relationship, which would come in handy down the road. Hey there, it's Al, and thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show, and I hope you're enjoying it too. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you, and let's get back to the show.
Number four is to practice self-awareness and self-reflection. And this is all about being able to invest time into knowing yourself and what strengths you bring to the table. Okay, so there is research out there from Gallup that says that people who use their strengths in their job and report using their strengths in their job are tend to be more engaged in the work that they do. And so the more that you can find ways to use your strengths and talents in your job and your work, the more engaged and probably happier you're going to be about your job. Now, it sometimes can be hard to maybe know what our strengths are, but one way to do this is through self-awareness and just becoming more aware of the things that we are good at. Now, self-awareness is a little difficult at times because while many of us may think that we are self-aware, actually being self-aware is actually really hard. But we have one tool that we can use to become more self-aware, and that is the practice of self-reflection. And one way that we can do this is by just carving out some time every so often to think and self-reflect about the work that we're doing, the impact we're making, and what strengths that we actually have. And so one way to do this is to then maybe uh, next week, put some time on your calendar, carve out maybe 30 to 60 minutes. And during that time, go through self-reflection and think about some of these questions. What am I working on right now? What do I like about it? What specific strengths am I using that contribute to me doing this project successfully? What skills am I using right now that I really enjoy? How am I contributing or adding value to this project or initiative? And if I bet if you do this kind of reflection and take 30 to 60 minutes to do this, you're going to find some answers that are going to be super useful and super helpful. The good news is that if even if you don't know the answers to those questions, if you do this on a regular basis, you're going to figure out the answers pretty soon. So one example of how someone did this is a former colleague of mine named Allie. And every quarter, what Allie did was she put together what she called a learning log. And all this was an Excel spreadsheet that tracked the key projects that she was working on, the impact that they made, as well as the key skills that she was using. And at the end of each quarter, Allie would fill this out, and then she would ask herself three questions. What was the most impactful project I worked on? What gave me the most energy and excitement? And how do I want to learn and grow in the next quarter? And then after that, Allie would then share her findings and reflections with her manager in the immediate next one-on-one. And what that did was it made her manager more informed about what Allie was liking, what strengths she had, and that helped her manager find more ways to put Allie in projects where she was using her strengths, which was a win both for her manager as well as for Allie. But what this also did is that it helped Allie strengthen her own career development plan by aligning the things that she wanted to grow in, the strengths that she had with projects she was working on, which helped fast track her path to promotion. Okay, the last way to stand out in the workplace is to find your career community. So managing your career and advocating for yourself is not just a individual effort. Yes, you have to put in the work and only you can decide for yourself what your goals are, but having a group of peers, mentors, and other advisors to support you is also critical to success. One of the things that is true about your career is that your success in your career is often correlated with the amount of people who want you to succeed. And one way to do this is to find your own career community. Your career community can be peers, colleagues who share your interests and who can provide valuable project feedback 
problem-solving ideas, mentorship, or job or career opportunities. These can be people inside your organization, but they can be people external as well. And these are all people that you want to be around you who are also interested in developing themselves and sharing ideas and sharing knowledge and helping one another. But it can be really helpful just to be able to talk to these people on a regular basis, to be able to have people that you can call up and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Or, hey, I'm thinking about that. What do you think? Or, hey, do you know a person who has this particular area of expertise? Or, hey, I've had a really tough day. Can we talk about this? But having that career community can be so, so helpful to just being able to achieve some of the goals that you have for yourself. So again, while only you can decide how you want to grow in your career, having a career community and people that you can dial up the phone to talk to at any given time to support you in your career can be super helpful. Okay, so those are five ways to think about how you can stand out in the workplace and to do so on terms and ways that are authentic and impactful to you. So just as a reminder, in today's world of work, being excellent at your job is necessary to be able to advance. But doing great work and working really hard alone is probably not going to be enough. The way to actually stand out is to speak up, to advocate for yourself, and doing so, making sure that you are achieving your own unique career goals. But the truth is that you don't have to feel slimy or braggy in doing this. You can find ways to make this authentic to you and to find ways to, as I like to say, stand out without selling out. So if you're someone who has heard those things about building a personal brand or networking or promoting your work and really struggle with doing that in an authentic way, I hope you'll consider these pieces of advice. So just doing these by adding some intention and action to the ways that you connect with others, champion your work, and consistently engaging with others inside your organization and helping others win while you win, you can find your own path to stand out without selling out. Try these out. Let me know what resonates and works for you and maybe what doesn't land. I'm always looking for ways to strengthen the advice that I give, but I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope these help you stand out in the workplace. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.